Hello everybody out there and welcome to another episode of the Talk That Talk show with me, Barry Holmes. We are at episode 135 here on a Friday night and you know, like I said, I never take for granted, you know, coming here on the show and being able to have and spend some time with each and every one of you. Big shout out to my boy Robert Brantley on our Instagram, I mean our Facebook live stream. Big time shout out to my boy Alvin who picked up his black crew neck one of one. Uh, my big shout out to my boy Chris Shank Jr. as well too on Facebook as well. But like I said, I'm continued to be humbled every time that I come here and step on the mic. Um, I never know who's going to be tuning into this show, who I'm going to inspire, who um, is going to learn something more. Um, you got Al who said watching the show from date night. I mean, come on, man. When you have people that have the dedication to, you know, still tune into this show, you know, it really means the world to me. It enables me to be able to come here and deliver a high quality episode to each and every one of you that deserve it out there. Um, it's been a great week so far and you know, a lot of positive things happen. I know we have uh, the holiday season, which we are literally in the midst of. Um, hope everybody's gotten their Christmas shopping done. I know Amazon has been a, a blessing for so many people because you know, I know I've gotten a little bit of my shopping done through there too. But you know, just from stepping in the mall a couple weeks ago to meet up with Kenny Lou, you know, I know that the, the shopping scene is going to be definitely crazy now. A lot of people are uh, getting back into the swing of things with stepping outside of the crib. But, you know, again, you know, I'm just happy to be here and to, you know, make it around to the holiday season. I always enjoy, you know, seeing all the family, like my sister when she comes home and, you know, just having everybody home together. It's, you know, something that I always look forward to. But, you know, aside from looking forward to the holiday season, you know, there's definitely certain things that I take throughout the week that kind of help me to push through and, and are kind of like, you know, motivating factors to, to help me to be successful. And I came across this quote that I wanted to share with each and every one of you. And I think that, you know, it can definitely be lost in a time where, again, you know, things are difficult and, you know, we're having those roadblocks. But this one surprisingly comes from Winston Churchill. I couldn't believe I'll be quoting a guy that's from like England back in God knows how long ago. But seriously, this is what he said. He goes, success is going from failure to fa <clears throat> success is going from failure to failure without a loss of enthusiasm. I mean, literally, it just happened there right there. I mean, I'm trying to read you guys the quote and I'm out here stuttering like I like I didn't pass school or I don't have an education. But, you know, the thing is. When you, when you fail at certain things, you can't lose that enthusiasm. And I don't know how important that is, uh, especially like, for example, when I told you guys just how difficult it's been as far as, you know, bowling and how I think for the last two weeks has been the biggest struggle that I've had, you know, in my career in a, in a long time. But, you know, I went through a span, like I said, continuing from last week where, you know, I couldn't hit the side of a barn. It didn't seem like I knew what the hell I was doing and, you know, just couldn't put together a complete set. And I, again, what I think this quote says to you as far as, you know, not losing enthusiasm, it's so easy for us, you know, to experience, you know, the the hardships and the failures and, and to not get the, the uh, outcomes that we want. But, you know, it's so important to not lose that enthusiasm. My boy Jose, he says, talk that talk. You know, I appreciate him so much because, you know, we could be playing a game and he could be getting his ass 
ass kicked on Call of Duty or something, but he's still talking that shit, you know, and, I, and that's why I appreciate him so much because, you know, at the end of the day, even though, you know, you're failing, you can't let that energy go down. It's almost like, you know, when you're competing as well, too, and you and you see and you realize that person is kind of deflated, you know, it's almost like you, you gain energy from them to, to, to take them out. And I think that same goes for, you know, with us battling whatever life battles that we have going on within ourselves where, you know, if we don't, you know, continue to wake up every day and put our best foot forward, you know, we're, we're going to continue to get those failures and not see that success. But, you know, I think that part of the way that helps us to do this, one of the things Josh said when he came on the show is just appreciating those little wins. And, you know, I think that in this saying of, you know, having success being going from failure to failure without, a loss of enthusiasm. You know, I think that goes hand in hand with, you know, appreciating those little wins that we get throughout the week, throughout our life to keep us going, man. And I think to say that, you know, we didn't get swept. I know our team had lost, but you know, I felt the need to text the team and say, Hey guys, you know, we just got to keep chopping. You know, I, I can't, even though we didn't get the desired outcome that we wanted, you know, I'm still going to continue to be myself and continue to, you know, push forward and be enthusiastic because, you know, that's part of who I am. And then, you know, to go from that to where we lost but didn't get swept to the very next day, you know, going up and rolling my first 600 that I bowled in the last two and a half weeks. So, you know, to have those successes after, you know, pushing through and, you know, having that failure but still having the enthusiasm to get out there and try and get better and get those desired outcomes, you know, that's what it is that I'm talking about, you know. And then last night to where, you know, our team hadn't won again, like I said, in two about two, two, three weeks, and we've been getting our door smashed in. But, you know, to say that last night we got our first win, 15 to 10, and I had the front seven. And, you know, again, we talk about success being going from failure to failure without a loss of enthusiasm. Here we had a situation where I had the front seven. I'm like, damn, I might be getting this perfect game tonight. Oh, my gosh, I was so hyped. But I threw a shitty ball, didn't have hand in it, and I left a seven count. But immediately afterwards, the girl ball next to me, shout out to Liz or whatever, but she's like, oh, you're an asshole. You missed the pocket on seven in a row. And I literally instinctually, like, without even hesitating, I was just like, I don't care. And I, I made the, I don't care. I made the spare, and I just went back with my team because you know, I knew that even though I didn't get, you know, my perfect game per se, you know, I couldn't lose that enthusiasm or I couldn't be upset with myself. And a lot of times when you go the distance like that and you miss, you know, you could, could, you could let that spiral and snowball. But to say that, you know, I didn't let that finish with a 255 game. Got my first 600 series in about two and a half weeks. Got our first win in about two and a half weeks as a team. Again, to not lose that enthusiasm, but to continue to go from failure to failure. You know, that's what kind of got me to get to this point today where, you know, I, I, I was really down, man. I think it was like, I think it was like, uh, Monday or Tuesday, I remember just saying, like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. Like, I'm wasting time. I could be doing other shit with my time. But, again, to to have the, the fortitude, the consistency, the enthusiasm to go out there and, and still chase my dreams uh, of potentially getting a 300 or being the top in the league, 
you know, those are things that are still realistic to me and I'm not going to lose enthusiasm over. And again, to translate it to you all out there, you all can be just as successful, whatever you put your mind to, but don't let the enthusiasm lack. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep that energy up and make sure it's positive. But again, I don't, I, I, I know you, you must know that I was a philosophy minor in college, right? Cause I try to think very, um, you know, deep and introspective with some of these things to, to, uh, to pretty much draw out things that can help us, you know, tangible things that can help us to be better people the next day. And I came across this uh, quote about support, and it all draws to a story that I want to get to you guys very shortly. But the quote literally says, and this is an unnamed, it says unknown, but I think this is important. It says, when with the right set of mind, with the right people, good things happen. And I don't know like how... It could sound so cliche, but it's like, you know, when you share those same core values or you share the same integrity as another person and, and when you've done things without asking for anything in return, you know, it's beautiful the type of relationships that you can build, man. You know, I've seen it within my own adult life where, um, you know, some of my really good friends, granted, I still have my friends from, you know, growing up and, you know, the ones that I've had in college, but, you know, some of my really good friends have been people that I've met, you know, fairly recently. And, you know, I think that the biggest thing about that is, is that, you know, when you surround yourself with the right people, like this quote says, you know, you're going to get the right results. And, you know, I had always said to myself, I was like, I, I can only do one day after school, man. Like, you know, being in the school all day, the first thing that I want to do is I want to, I just want to go home. And my boy Mo, shout out to Mo, he's in Mexico right now, but, you know, he said that he wasn't going to be here Thursday or Friday at work, and, you know, he needed somebody to pick up his after school, and I didn't even think about it, I was just like, yo, I got you, bro, I got you, because ultimately what he told me was is that he was going on vacation so that he could take his girlfriend and propose and just to give you guys an update it is official my boy got engaged to his shorty uh, big congratulations to my boy mo out there but again for me to be able to cover him so that he would be able to go out there and i'm sure they would have been able to get it done regardless if i showed up or not but I just wanted to be there to help him and to let him know that, you know, we are, you know, friends and I would do that for, I'll give up a Thursday uh, where I don't have to rush home to get home before four, you know, I'll, I'll be a little bit later. And, you know, I think it's that sacrifice, you know, is that what helps to build those relationships and, and, and long-term relationships. And, you know, for him to be, you know, messaging me on IG from Mexico, just so excited about everything. And one of the cool things that I actually got to help him out with was, again, we talk about, you know, when you keep the right frame of people around you, you know, good things will happen. And, you know, from Mo coming and helping me out at recess and doing helping me do the job that I have to do on a daily day basis, you know, we've seen a direct result with the kids, whereas, you know, for the first time, there are a lot of these kids that are playing you know, and interacting with students after being, you know, caged inside for the last two years, you know, it could be a lot harder of a job than people think. And, you know, Mo's done a great job as far as helping me to make that transition seamless for these students. And, you know, to see the the joy on their faces from playing and, and being a part of that, you know, it means everything to me. And, you know, again, 
I think that, you know, with him being out there and for me to be able to send him a message because today as I was outside, literally the teachers came up to me and was like, hey, you know, we are working on uh, sending appreciation gifts. And then all of a sudden, a couple of these students, you know, just start, you know, send, you know, giving to me uh, colored paper. And, and what I saw in there was like Tumo and Barry, you know, classic kid cards, you know, some of the ki cards that you would make for your parents back in the day. But, you know, after they, you know, had given me about six or seven of them, you know, I started the kids for recess and then I started to actually read the cards. And it was dope because, you know, we I think that, you know, especially when people working in jobs and when you get caught up doing the same thing over and over again, you know, you can lose that enthusiasm or you can lose that appreciation for the things that you're doing and, and how substantial that they are. And you never know what your effect can have on someone else. And to see these kids, you know, giving us six, seven, eight cards you know, telling us, you know, just how we're the best recess teachers and how they love us. And then, you know, they, you know, they, we make their day like they could be just sim simple words. But the one thing about children is they don't lie. They speak from their hearts. So, you know, to, to see that appreciation and to, to then, you know, send that to Mo while he's over on vacation and to see that, you know, even though he's not there, he's still being appreciated here. You know, that was something I was happy to give him. And again, you know, there's a lot of positive things that are happening. And even in that Thursday, uh, I guess, after school where I was saying, oh, I don't know these kids. I don't know exactly if I want to do it um, to then get the outcome where I show up and they had pretty much synced, you know, his class into the other after school vendor that was out there. So literally I got to just switch roles where I'm mainly the, the main facilitator and, you know, delivering this program for, you know, multiple students to then be on the flip side where I can get to be the supportive role and take a step back. You know, it's something that I enjoyed. And, you know, I jokingly said it was the easiest $200 I ever made. But, you know, I appreciate it so much for the opportunity. But again, you know, when you come through with enthusiasm, when you come in a supportive role, ready to help people out, um, it's no telling what positive things can happen, man. And, you know, I don't, I definitely appreciated, you know, getting that extra shift, uh, being able to then, you know, create a new bond with some new students that I hadn't seen in after school. Cause I only worked after schools Mondays. So, you know, a lot of good things happen through that. And again, from keeping positive people around you, not just in my workplace, but, you know, we all know how I've been doing my hat business as well, too. And I've always loved fitted caps. But, you know, in the past year, two years, I've really stepped into that role of, you know, providing exclusive hats that you just can't go get from the store that people really need. And, you know, I remember a long time ago, he, he was a little um, apprehensive at first about, you know, dealing because, you know, everybody's doing the, the scam and bullshit on IG. You know, it happens to the best of us. I'm, I know my boy Kev Schaefer. I don't know who he wants to tell me, uh, but, you know, he got scammed, too. And, and it sucks because there's a lot of people doing shitty time. And, and especially with it being holiday time, it's demon time for some people out there. And um, you just got to make sure that whether you're dealing with Facebook Marketplace, Instagram, whatever, make sure you're doing the right transactions. And the best way that you can prevent yourself from getting, um, you know, scammed 
is make sure that you're dealing everything through PayPal because you get buyer's protection there. So someone tries to scam you, you know, you can call that fraudulent and PayPal will give you that insurance money back. So, you know, again, if you are dealing with anything out of store and, you know, hand to hand with people through, um, you know, online merchandising, or whatever, make sure you use PayPal. It'll save your ass. But again, you know, with people doing the scamming, you know, I could understand why someone who hadn't dealt business with me before would be a little apprehensive. But sure enough, you know, he, he trusted me. Um, we've then been able to forge a bond where, you know, he's all the way out in California, but we're, you know, talking every day and, you know, he's become a real good friend. And, you know, one of the things that he said to me in a text message on uh, the IG, I want to read it, but he said, um, Merry Christmas, big dog. And thanks for keeping it a buck. And in that text, like it was just so dope because, Little did I know that he sent a package to me. And, you know, for me being always someone that hooks up people with the hats, you know, you know, going out of my way to do things for people like he's someone that over this past year or two, I've consistently hooked up with hats. You know, he's actually here right now. Ribs Brims. Shout out to him. Um, but you know, like I said, we forged this bond. And sure enough, he sends me a text and said that he got something shipped to my house. I mean, guys, there's not many times where you're going to have someone that you're doing business for and they give you a Christmas present. So the one thing I said to him, I would open it on the, the um, on the show today with you guys. I don't know what it is. I, I haven't opened it, but I can I, I'm pretty sure I think it's a hat, man. Um, but let, let's check this out, guys. Yo, again, Eric, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for this birthday. I mean, this uh, Christmas present. Um, like I said, guys, when you keep positive people around you, when you do positive things, you never know what people can do for you. So, you know, already off the rip, I see the top topper Z store. So I know it's going to be something super fire. But, yo, what did he get me, guys? Here it is. Let's see. Ooh. Ooh. For those of you guys that can't see it on uh, on the podcast, my boy got me a Mets script hat. I actually do not have. There's not many Mets hats that I don't have, but he got me a Mets script hat with the 50th anniversary patch here, guys. This shit is fucking flames, man. Oh, with the stitched in batterman in the back and the gray undervisor. Yo, Eric, I appreciate you know. I'm putting this shit on right now. Man. Fuck this hat. I'm putting this one on right now. Yo, my man, yo, he laced me up, bro. Yo, once again, big time shout out to Eric Rivera. Guys, if you do positive shit, people will do positive things for you, but you just can't go out there and do things expecting things. Now, I had no idea that my boy Eric was going to hook me up with something incredibly dope, and I literally had no idea what hat it would be. And, you know, for him to come out here and give me a Mets hat that I've never had before, you know, much love to California, much love to my boy Eric over there. But, you know, I appreciate you so much, brother. And, and again, you know, I just want people to, to know out there that, you know, when you come with genuine, uh, you know, authentic love for people and, and come in, in, in a way, you know, without really asking for much in return, guys, I can't stress to you just 
the great things that can happen to you in your life, man. And what could be so simple as a hat is just such a big gesture for me, guys. So again, big shout out to you, Eric. And you know, I'm I'm super hyped uh, that I can be able to, to share this with everyone here on the show. But another good you know present that we got from uh, the Rutgers basketball team as being New Jerseyans. You know, I love the fact that Rutgers knocked off the number one Purdue in the rack. I mean, I graduated on that floor, man, from Edison High. And, you know, I just know how big and how uh, jumping that place can be when everybody's filled in. But, um, you know, to see them actually go out and beat a number one team. I remember looking on game, uh, I think it was like game time. And I was like, why the hell? Uh, is a Rutgers basketball game 10 grand for courtside seats. I was like, what the hell is so so important about Rutgers? Then come to find out now that they're playing the number one team, not even 10 minutes from my crib, man. Um, if I wasn't bowling, I definitely would have went to that game. But, you know, again, I think that this win, if you guys didn't see it, please Google the Ron Harper Jr. half-court buzzer beater to beat Purdue. You will not be disappointed and to see him you know hit that shot not just for Rutgers but for everybody in New Jersey man I think that everybody's been tired of just watching subpar basketball subpar football you know there's no reason that you live right down the street and there's no reason to go to the games you know we joke we as people from central New Jersey joke about just how bad Rutgers is going to get smoked night in and night out and I think that it's just dope to see this team have the success. And I can't remember the last time Rutgers knocked off a number one team. So big shout out to Rutgers. And, you know, maybe this can be the turning point for them. I know Keith Pierce is a big Rutgers basketball fan. And, you know, to see them at five and four, I'm not I'm sure he's not happy. But, you know, let's see what happens with him. Let's see if hopefully, you know, they could this can be the turning point for them. And almost another team that's kind of paralleled them has been the New York Knicks, oddly enough. I mean, this Knicks team is coming in at an underwhelming 12-13 and 13 record. And, you know, where you have Rutgers, where they made a tournament appearance last season, you have the Knicks, where they had a, a four seed in the playoffs. It's hard to not say that this team has regressed. I think that we all had high aspirations for this team, seeing what we saw with them uh, overachieve, right? So now when you get when you got a Kemba Walker, you got an Evan Fournier, you re-sign some of your key players, you're thinking that you're going to get a much better team. And that just hasn't shown this season. You know, night in and night out, I question which Knicks team am I going to watch tonight, you know? And I think that that's what's most frustrating, you know, as a Knicks fan. We've seen Stephen A. blast the Knicks for just how terrible they looked. And, you know, the same thing as far as what got them there last year, they were a a pesky, a a consistent, good defensively team. And I just think that this season we haven't seen the same defensive effort and defensive results from a Knicks team that prided themselves. I look at this Knicks team and I look at a team without an identity. And I think that, you know, ultimately – if the Knicks were to come into this saying that they wanted to get better and they wanted to be a contender and they want to be the Brooklyn Nets team, you know, I just don't think that this Knicks team right now can win a playoff game. I mean, win a playoff series. You know, sure, they could win one, but uh, one game, but, you know, to go out and beat a team four times, that is not easy. And with the inconsistency that this Knicks team has shown, it brings up questions of, you know, is the, the right personnel involved? 
Do they need to make a midseason trade? Is Tom Thibodeau the reason why this team has regressed? These are a lot of questions that are really unanswered and that I technically can't even answer either because, again, we have kind of just uh, went past that that third, the, the third part of the season, the first third, and here we have uh, my boy Brian who says that they're down 50-42 at half. I'm not surprised, you know. It sucks, but... You know, this Knicks team needs to do a better job. And I think also, Brian, in that game, they were already down 20. So just to get to be down eight, they had to come back for that. So, um, you know, I just want to see the leaders, uh, you know, your, your, our boy uh, Julius Randle. I, I really think that, you know, especially with him signing that contract extension, you know, he's got to show a little bit more consistency in, in leading this team. Um, I think we also got to see more consistency from R.J. Barrett, especially if he's going to be leaned on to be one of the, the consistent offensive scorers. But, um, you know, it's, it's difficult when you have, you know, people that you're really putting a lot of pressure on that aren't used to being in those roles. And, um, you know, there's definitely elevated pressure for this Knicks team coming into the season. And I feel like this team is really feeling the pressure. And I think that what a lot of people don't realize as well, too, is that, you know, at this same point last season, the Knicks were even worse than they are now. Um, last season, they really finished the season on a strong note and that's how they kind of got to that high seed in the east last season to where I think they had won something like 16 or 17 out of their last 20 games to finish the season and that was a crazy crazy streak but you know when you have that success sometimes our expectations can get a little ballooned as well too but I don't want to write off this season too easy because, again, like I said, it's very early. But the one thing that you must point out is the red flags that do exist with this Knicks team. And right now, I just see a lack of leadership. I see a lack of a defensive pres presence, and that's all led to inconsistency. So if they can find a way to fix those three things, you know, maybe we'll see that the Knicks are a little bit more competitive. But, you know, I don't want to talk about the Knicks so much. It makes me so sad. But... I do want to talk about UFC 269, and even though this fight card may not be as stacked as some of the previous fight cards, guys, there's still two big headline fights that we're going to see, starting with Amanda Nunez and Juliana Pena. Pena, you know, okay, we get to see Amanda Nunez beat up another girl. I, I mean, I'm excited. Sign me up. You know, I, I don't think that we're going to see anything less than a knockout from um, Amanda Nunez. I would even say it to maybe be an early knockout, second-round knockout. You know, I don't see this fight going the distance. Uh, Amanda Nunez is just on an, a league of her own, and that's just what it is. But the biggest, biggest fight, which is the headlining fight, is Charles Oliveira versus Dustin Diamond Poirier. Guys, you know, if you are not a fan of UFC, if you've never watched the UFC fight before, you are definitely going to want to watch this headlining event. Um, it's two very differing uh, styles in where you have a Charles Oliveira who will walk through fire. He wants to submit you, and he has a multitude of ways of doing it. And then you have a guy in Diamond, Dustin Poirier, who has the heart of a lion. He will go down on his shield, and he's a great striker, and... He literally has, um, how could I say? He, he's kind of cemented himself in a way to be paired with Conor McGregor because it seems like, you know, whatever has happened since those trilogy of fights, 
even in winning twice, he still seems to not have the respect of MMA fans and, and casual fans as well, too. But, you know, I think that, you know, with a win over Charles Oliveira, we will have no choice but to give the roses that, you know, Diamond Dusty Poirier deserves. But I'm sorry, man, to to, to come off fighting a guy in um, Conor McGregor who clearly isn't at the top of the food chain anymore to then go and fight a Charles Oliveira who can fucking kill you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, seriously. I just don't, I think that that's too high of a mountain for, you know, Dustin to climb. You know, Charles Oliveira is the real deal. So if you want your UFC parlay from me, it's going to be inside the distance, like uh, Jeffrey said, for Amanda Nunez. And then also, I'm going to tell you to put a money line on my boy, Charles Oliveira. And make sure you put a little bit on that because that will be a, a, a great parlay for you. I promise you that. But. In closing, I did want to also say one thing as well. Um, we always talk about, you know, the importance of doing things for yourself. And one of the things that I always said that I never had the chance of doing was, um, you know, people always make fun of me for always wearing my sandals. You know, I'm, if I didn't have to, I wouldn't wear socks. But, you know, I, I kind of feel, Eric, you're like this. They kind of say that I'm like a Cali guy stuck in Jersey, but... You know, one of the things that, you know, I do enjoy is my fitted caps. But, you know, I wanted to, you know, step into something that I may not have a lot of experience in. And, you know, all the people around me have loved, loved the uh, the sneaker game. I got so many sneaker heads around me. And, you know, big shout out to Say. Big shout out to everybody that's kind of, you know, put me on. But, um, you know, I always would try in the sneaker app, you know. Everybody always says you got to put your name in the raffle. And, you know, for a long, long time, I would try and get these sneakers and try and get in sneaker raffles. But I would literally never win anything from Nike. Nike is so hard to win, like, some really good exclusives. But for the first time ever, I was able to win a sneaker raffle. And I wanted to share with you guys the sneakers that I was able to cop. And these guys are super clean these are, will actually be my first ever pair of jordan ones and here we have the gore-tex these are um a collab i guess with gore-tex and nike and jordan here we got the green on the silver and the white Yo, this shoe is absolutely flames, guys. And especially for me, who's not a sneakerhead and someone that isn't huge on the sneakers, for this to be my first ever pair that I went off Nike, I was super hype about it. And like I said, I remember the day. Um, big shout out to um, my boy, uh, Jump Out LO. If you guys haven't heard his, uh, his uh, album, uh, I think I think it's called uh, you know God's timing, uh, a living testament. Uh, check him out on YouTube. Yo, I literally listen to that album maybe once, once or twice a day, and you know he has some real shit that he's saying on that album. Big shout out to Jump Out Lo. But um, one of the things that he said on there is like, let me tell you what my life like. I was dead broke. All I could afford was white Nikes. And that's true, man. There was some times where maybe it might not have been, you know, white Nikes. But I remember the times when I wasn't able to get the things that I wanted and I wasn't able to treat myself. And I think it's so important for you to go out there, whether it's, you know, getting your nails done if you're a woman or, you know, getting a pair of sneakers or getting a hat or, you know, 
giving yourself that extra appetizer at the uh, restaurant. You know, you got to do things to treat yourself because at the end of the day, life is hard enough to live through the day, man. And, um, you know, sometimes we can lose, you know, track to that. But, you know, also, again, to then be yourself and bet on yourself. I mean, I could have easily just swiped through and said, ah, fuck it. I'll never win. I never win. But still put my name in the hat because I had nothing to lose but everything to gain. And, you know, to be able to, like I said, win that first one, that was so dope, man. And I was, oh, and, or Chris says, or a bowling ball. But yeah, man, you know, investing in yourself and, and treating yourself is very important to maintaining that self happiness, man. So, you know, once again, thank you, Nike, for letting me win one for once. Jeez, man. But um, I got some flack from my dad last week. He said there's been no drink reviews. You know, he hasn't been the only one. People have been requesting some drink reviews. So I'm going to tell you this, guys. This is one that I scooped off the shelves. Um, my brothers kind of made fun of me because he said, yo, you're turning into an Angry Orchard guy. But this one right here, guys, is called the Peach Mango Angry Orchard. And, you know, most times you got the crisp apple. You got the green apple, um, light, pink rosé. Angry Orchard's really done a good job of revitalizing the cider, man. But, you know, this peach mango is something that's super fire. You know, I got the chance to to have it the other day. And I was very impressed, man. I was very impressed. But um, I'm going to try here with you guys here on the show. Um, this one, like I said, it's a hard fruit cider. Um, it's got peach, mango. Still got that cider taste to it. Guys, this absolutely is something that you're going to want to try out if you're a fan of cider. So let's have one together. I just think it's, you know, we lose sight sometimes with having these drinks and just how, you know, smooth they are. And I think that, you know, especially for this Angry Orchard, not being, you know, super cold. <laughs> I think that, you know, especially with some drinks, you kind of have to have them cold. I think I was telling Doc this the other day that, um, you know, to have one of those uh, lavender blue vitamin waters, I can only drink that super cold. But here you have an angry orchard and being literally at room temperature, this is not refrigerated, is still just as good and just as smooth. So you don't have to keep this thing super frigid. You know, this is the Peach Mango Angry Orchard, and you are not going to be disappointed. That was a good one, man. But in closing, guys, I appreciate you so much for coming here on the show. Big shout out to Chris Garrett. Um, big shout out also to NJ Jet Life, my boy Jeffrey. Betmaster G, he's been absolutely killing the parlay game. But guys... I appreciate everyone that continues to tune into the show, uh, believes in me to come out and put my best foot forward because I really do love this show and I love each and every one of you and coming out here and just, you know, shooting the shit with you guys, man. It means the world um, to have people that are commenting in and to have Alvin who's tuning in from date night. I mean, come on, guys. You know, there's a lot of people that, you know, you have to spend time with, and that shit sucks. You ever spent time with someone that you had to? 
it's not the best feeling. But you know, to have people that want to spend time with you and that want to you know show their appreciation, like Eric, who decides to send me a hat that I don't have, man, that shit means a lot to me, yo. Um, you never know what people are out there doing, and you know if they're thinking about you. And like I said, I'm just so blessed. To have people like Reese Smith, who even though we're getting the shit kicked out of us in Call of Duty, the new Warzone, guys, I, I have to say it is very buggy. Um, you know, we I think I picked up a gun and it looked like a huge like cinder block. I think Flip said that's the monster glitch. Um, Jeffrey had a tough time even getting into a game with us, lagging out. Um, you know, for those people that were looking forward to the Warzone game, it is absolutely fucking terrible man i don't know what other way to put it but i think this speaks to the bigger issue and we were so hype about battlefield as well and you know my my brother even said it he was like yo you know battlefield you know i knew what i was doing getting into it but a lot of people have said that game was ass and you know for my first experiences playing this new call of duty warzone I love the fact that they kind of switched it up and gave us a little bit of jungle aspect to it because I was able to hide behind some, like, bushes and, and, and hills. The concept kind of reminds me of the PUBG Sandhawk map. But, you know, again, the biggest issue is these developers and these game people need to stop releasing games that are underdeveloped and that are not complete yet. You know, for us, for the people that are investing, you know, our time and effort into downloading that piece of shit onto our Xbox and try and play it, it's a disservice to us, man. You know, I, I think that, you know, this game has its 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 um, things that I think that I like where they... Um, you know, put some new things in there and, you know, made it fresh and fun. But again, you got to, got to, got to make sure that these games are finished, man. Uh, George says that ex their excuse is that it's free. And it's crazy because even that's a shitty excuse because you have a Fortnite, which is free, and they're doing amazing job of continuously updating that game making sure it's not bugged out i mean even before this new warzone game part of the reason why we all had switched to going to resurgence was that you know it was just such an immense amount of cheating and you know with the developers that aren't doing their job as far as patching these problems you know jeff says pete says update patch some bugs for battlefield which is good and dandy but it's almost one of those things where it's like too little too late the damage is already done it's like you know when you when you did something wrong and you and you try and put like a little cheap band-aid on it to try and make the, the pain go away but you know it's still there and you know i just think that it, it sucks man when these developers you know they they put together this game slap it together and just feed it to us and expect us to be okay with it and you know that shit is trash i mean look at the gta game that they had released you know i was so hyped to get that remastered series and then you know from hearing about just how buggy and glitchy that was you know, i had to stray away from that and they said it's you know not finished so guys if you're listening to me out there whether you're activision naughty dog um rockstar complete the games before you release them to us guys this is terrible and i'm tired of it and to see call of duty be the the front line of it this is the biggest release you've had i don't know two or three years to get ready for this moment and i still can't shoot my gun without a big glumbled graphic disaster 
It's terrible, man, and, and we don't deserve that, especially with games being expensive as they have. Um, George says, little-ass kids with aimbot killed that. Yo, how many times would you be in kill cam and you see a sniper just go from here to here and just kill you? I mean, it took the fun out of the game, but hopefully, hopefully these developers get it right and get shit patched up. Um, big shout-out to our sponsors, Timmy Hugo over Ink Parlor. He helped to make my brother a really dope bowling shirt. He's really starting to advance some of his side hustles with his business. Um, a lot of my friends are using him. You should, too. Give him a big-time shout-out, Timmy Hugo over at Ink Parlor. And, um, you know, he, he's, he's a good dude, man. You want to do business with good people, just like I said earlier in the show. Excuse me. Also want to give a big shout-out to Savion Gaynor over at Sky Dye Socks. Love that dude, man. Um, he's always, you know, being himself, and that's all we can be in this world, man. So big shout-out to Say. Want to give a shout-out to Jeff Galato over at Air We Are. And then finally, a big shout-out to Joe Snow and Maria over at New York Life. Um, it, it, like I said, you know, I feel like the most privileged person in the world to have, you know, loyal fans and loyal subscribers like you guys that come here on the show and just, you know, sh sh like I said, share your time with me where you could be literally doing anything with your Friday night. So once again, appreciate you guys. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. You know, hopefully the new Talk That Talk Show shirts will be ready Tuesday. I know I said it last week. Blame Tim. But you know what? Like you said, it's been a little bit difficult with getting things. So when you're patient, you know, the right things will come. So I know that these shirts, when they come in next week, they're going to be super fire, and they're going to do their intended purpose of not only you know, letting my friend's name live on forever, but also um, you know, giving people a new shirt that you know, I'm super proud of and that I can give 100% of the proceeds to my fallen friend, Andrew Disney. So you know, once again, I appreciate you all. I love you all. I appreciate you for coming here on the show, whether you're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Pandora, iHeartRadio. You name it, guys. I'm on all streaming platforms. Check out the TalkThatTalkShow.com. And hit me up on a DM if you want to come on the show. Uh, you want to get some merchandise. You know, I'm always open to talking to people. And like I said, when you carry yourself with the positivity and, you know, you carry yourself in a way that promotes positivity and, and inclusion and also your core values are centered in the right places. Like I said, you're going to get the right results that you're looking for. I love you all, and I'll see you all next week.